Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back. And we are, what are we, centurions, centennials? Yeah, we're, we're, we're past we're, the 100 mark now. We're past the 100 mark. <laughs> yes, we are. We now have new goals in our life. But, yeah. Bigger <laughs> goals. Ah, yeah. So, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yep. Yeah, we were just talking before the show about uh, Howard Homecoming. So, we yes. were both out there. We were at the, the Mecca of all Mecca of universities. Yes, you, you know, you have to pump up, Howard. <laughs> of course, of course. That's where we met, and it's where we, that's where we met. people that we know and, and who are successful in the music industry. So, yes. Yeah, it, it was. it's always so cool. And now that we're, you know, very mature, we're grown people, and I, I hear what some people are doing in their lives and... I, you know, I'm just like, wow, like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, the kind of partnerships that Howard now has, like, they've got this new huge partnership with Amazon where they're going right, to be doing right. this whole entertainment, something, something. And the person, one of the key people who was responsible for getting that relationship started between Amazon and Howard is, I don't know if you remember Vaughn Mitchell. He was in Howard's Gospel Choir, but I think maybe after you had left. But anyway, after I know Vaughn. Yeah, and Vaughn's like, yeah, I pitched and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you did this? So it's it's just really cool. <laughs> it's a really yeah. cool thing to go back to the school. But Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have a really cool uh, interview today. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll tie that in when, uh, when we... I know. There's a little bit of a ba bump to that. Yeah, a little bit of a pun. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, I just want to give us our music tip for today. And this actually comes from um, one of our group members uh, that we have. And I was I had a conversation uh, briefly on in our group about how to use um, uh, spreadsheets and things to help mm-hmm. you really organize your business. And mm-hmm. um, this tip really is it's it's a no brainer, but it's it's uh, one of those obvious things staring you in the face. It's basically Google Drive. And, um, <laughs> right. and trust me, I mean, this is like really, it's real simple. Everybody has Microsoft Office on their computer or some version, but it's, this is, I think, better <laughs> for you all to use, uh, which is uh, Google Drive because it's an online, uh, you know, lives in the cloud platform. Uh-huh. And uh, they give you 15 gigabytes starting out the gate. For free, mm-hmm. um, it yeah. goes up to a terabyte if you want to pay uh, uh, monthly. I think it's nine ninety five or something. But uh, you get your spreadsheets, your documents, your slides, and forms, and then a whole bunch of apps that pe- that are available as well. So, mm-hmm. um, it's great. I'm, I'm actually going to post some videos to some tutorials uh, on how to oh, use great. this stuff because. It, it'll really help you organize your business, especially if you're trying to bring in team members because it's a right. great way to uh, have... For everybody to, to see everything. Exactly. Everybody to see yeah. everything and you can share and you can actually email from your document 
um, a section that you want somebody to actually look at. So, right. yeah, it's just like pretty much the best thing for y'all to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's right there. Like it's yes. it's just online, and as long as you, like you said, are I guess basically using. Do you have to have Gmail in order to? You have to have Gmail though, right? You got to be active yeah. using Gmail. Yeah, you got to create a yeah. Gmail account. I got like. So if you have. I know. I was gonna say, if you're on Hotmail still or whatever, you better slide in and get you a Gmail, even if it's not, um, you know, your primary. But yeah, no, I, I and it's been so cool. You know, you mentioned the the group, the member. We have, you know, we have our three MB club of members, um, and it's been awesome. They've been starting they, at first week. They were a little shy. Uh-huh. Talking about yeah. you know what they needed, but now this week, um, every day we basically post something in our private Facebook group to engage the group and help them um, this you know with whatever the challenges of the month. And so it's been cool. People are sit, starting to talk. This is what I need help with. I have a question about this. I'm thinking about doing this. Does this make sense? You know, and you know we've been able to respond. So if you aren't part of this. Um, you can get on the waiting list right now. So if you email 3MB podcast at Gmail, of course, we need to be a like Gmail sponsor. <laughs> we, we need to, we keep talking about them. Um, but if you, if you email that and all that information is at the end when we finish uh, the episode, but yeah, make sure you join us so that you can get on the list and we can yep. help you. So exactly. All right, Kenya, I will let you announce our guest. And then yeah. I'll throw in my, uh, my little side comment about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is you know it's, it's really i just i just love this podcast i love doing this because we get to bring in so many different facets of music business not just being an artist not just being um an industry professional but even some other topics and so um so i thought all of you artists out here who think that facebook is enough for your presence online as a musician, or you think Instagram is enough, um, or Twitter or whatever, I'm going to say you're wrong. I'm going to just say it. (laughs) You're wrong. It's not enough. I mean, there's a time that maybe it is enough, but I think, you know, when you start to really get serious about this and you want, in fact, people to start taking you seriously, you're going to need a website. And we've talked about this in the past. And, um, our guest today is from a company um, called Band Zoogle. And I want to say something really special about Band Zoogle. When I was first getting myself really into, okay, I'm, I'm really serious about being this musician. I've got music recorded and so forth. And I said, I, I need a, a website. Like I, I need a real website. And I swear, this is what happened. This was in, it was, it would have been New Year's Eve going into, I think, 2012. And I, it was either going into 2012 or going into 2013. But I had this freak out moment, like, you know, I'm evaluating my life for the new year (laughs) and I'm like, I need a website today. And so I spent literally New Year's Eve, I I started like Googling, trying to figure out and this band Zoogle came up and it was like, this is a website platform designed specifically for musicians. And so, you know, we, we, we were, we started as, you know, a musician kind of started this and tried to really make this something that's very user friendly for musicians. So I hopped right on it. And I literally was able that night to build a website (laughs) that actually looked because the templates were so wonderful. And this was now, mind you, like seven years ago, the templates were so wonderful and so easy. I didn't feel, because I had 
kind of played around with some other things and WordPress and all this. This is back in the day, so it was really complicated then. Yep. But this was just like, oh, you like this template? Click, click, click. And, you know, now I know that's more common to have, you know, the templates and so forth. But again, what's so magical about this company or, or what I have found is that it's very intuitive for musicians. And so the things that we need to be able to sell our merchandise, you know, to be able to um, communicate to our fans in a certain way, to be able to um, download and stream our music and all of those things, that's all built within mm. their platform. So our guest today is um, a part of this company and his name is, this is where the ba-dump bump. Ba-dump bump. His, na his name is Dave Cool. Ah, see, now you get where we had the whole hey, cool. Hey, Dave. You know. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you, you know, thanks I, you for know, I gotta me. go in. I said, I think your name is really cool. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you did this all day. I'm sorry. You know you what? I, I do. I do. But it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. But um, it could. you know, it could. when I was an active musician many years ago. Everyone thought it was a stage name, and I was like, that would have been the lamest <laughs> stage name. <laughs> Why would I make this up? So, yeah. Well, oh, well at least it. you, you don't it. have the the situation with that where I, my name is Will Smith. So, yeah. <laughs> but you're Dr. Time. Will Smith. You're Dr. <laughs> right. You're Dr. Well, yeah, Will Smith. I, I could add something else to it. Yeah. And I was in a yeah. band with a guy named Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> See? Wow, that's funny. Well, Dave, thank you for being here. And I, I really wanted um, you to have an opportunity. One, you kind of alluded that, you know, you were a musician. So to tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us a little bit more about Banzoogle and, and who Banzoogle really is. I try to give a snapshot, but I think you'll be better in informing the audience. Sure. So my background obviously is in music. I grew up in a musical household. So my dad trained me to play drums when I was like four years old because their drummer quit in his band. And so, <laughs> you know, I grew up playing blues, mostly blues and rock growing up every Saturday night in my parents' house and continued through, you know, most of my teen years and early 20s and signed record deals and toured and did all that fun oh, stuff. Wow. Um, then I transitioned to the business side and I made a documentary film about 15 years ago about the the rise of, of um, influence of independent artists in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And it was called What is Indie? And the founder of CD Baby was in it and Sonic Bids oh and a few gosh. other people. And wow. so that kind of became, it was right when, you know, uh, iTunes was starting to like be one of the top music retailers. Like it was a big deal mm -hmm. at the time. And it was before social media, like before MySpace and all that. So it was, but it was, mm -hmm. you could tell that, you know, with technology, artists were, you know, getting more control over their careers. And so it was kind of a snapshot of that. And then from there, that led to opportunities, including um, working for Banzoogle. I've been there for, for nine years, and they initially hired me to manage their blog and, and write articles with advice for musicians, because I had done a lot of different things, including booking and managing and, and things like that. Yeah. So um, that's how I came to, to join the company. But I was actually a Banzoogle user before any of that um, for my own mm. record label. I use Banzoogle because I'm based up in Montreal, Canada, where Banzoogle was based for many years. So I actually knew mm. the founder, his band was like the big rock band in the Montreal music scene. So when he started mm. Banzoogle, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, something for musicians and uh, built in Montreal, my hometown of Montreal. So, um, nice. so with Banzoogle, like it was really created. So it was created by Chris Vincent, 
the founding um, musician who worked for a major record label up here in Canada and was in a band that broke up, but he was a web designer. So he ended up designing all the websites for all the, the artists on this label. And it became a lot of work because they had a huge <laughs> roster of artists. So um, they would all ask him like, can you update my bio? Can you add these tour dates, change this photo? And he just, he was like, you know what? He, he built a control panel with a login for everyone and said, just do it yourself. Right. And mm. he realized that that could be helpful for a lot of musicians. Um, to have that power to update their own website. So Vanzugal was born, this was 2003. And um, just it just took off from there. I mean, it, 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 it's always been such a user-friendly, musician-friendly company and, and platform that it, it just grew organically through word of mouth. And now we power, we're in our 17th year of operations, just celebrated 16 years. And uh, we power over 40,000 websites for musicians uh, around the world so it's really uh it's a nice little success story in the music tech world because we don't we've never taken angel investment or venture capitalist money like it's all just been organic growth over the last 16 years where we're really focusing all of our energy and time and resources into improving the platform based on uh, musicians needs and, and the feedback from our members who are all musicians so that's kind of yeah. in a snapshot the brief history of the company and, and, and kind of where we're coming from in, in the music industry. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's that. And yeah. That no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> cause we, cause we no, I was just going to say, <laughs> like you said since 2003. So that was really definitely forward thinking. I mean, you know, he did it out of, it sounds like Chris was like, you know, this is, this is overwhelming me to <laughs> do this. And this right, is like, right. here, do this. And it's like, Oh wait, wait a minute. I have an idea. But that's such forward thinking. And, you know, um, I think it's funny because I still today, I'm constantly trying to tell artists, have you used Banzula? Have you? And they're like, oh, no. What? And then as soon as they look at it, I've, I've gotten so many people to, you know, hooked on Banzoogle because they're like, oh, my God, you're right. It's like it's just so easy. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. For, for the longest time, the company's slogan, and I keep trying to bring it back, but the the company slogan used to be uh, "Bench Eagle so easy your drummer could do it." <laughs> I keep trying to because I'm a drummer, so I keep trying to perpetuate that. But, uh, but yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. Well, I, I was um, looking at uh, some of the what the, the the site and the features that were offered, um, and like Kenya, you know, I, I knew I needed to have a website, but I would, I'm, I'm more techie. Uh, oriented, hence why this is the reason why I'm, I engineer the podcast and record and mix and all that stuff. So I, I figured out how to use the the WordPress stuff and um, I was able to build my own site. Um, but what I was looking at with Banzoogle um, is everything that's integrated with it. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, if, if you do the math, if you have your own uh, MailChimp um, email and or AWeb or whatever you use for your email, um, if you use Banzoogle, the math already makes sense, you know, because they, they already charge so much money to uh, after you get a certain number of um, people on your email list. So, I mean, it's just everything that you will offer. I'm, I'm actually uh, kind of <laughs> rethinking my situation <laughs> rethinking. as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, that that's, you know, for, for really tech savvy people, of course, like, you know, a, a powerful 
platform like WordPress, like we totally understand why why people use that platform. But when you start doing the math, like you said, like Banzoogle includes the domain name, so you don't have to pay extra for that. It includes the hosting. It includes the mailing list, so you don't have to pay another service for that. Plus, you can sell music, merch, tickets, um, run crowdfunding, run subscriptions, which Kenny is doing through her site, um, all commission-free. So if you start using plugins or other services that take a cut of sales, like all of that adds up. So it's, you know, when it's all included for, you know, starting at 10 bucks a month, 10, 15 or 20 bucks a month, um, Mm -hmm. you you realize that for at most $200 a year, because you get two months free with an annual subscription for 200 bucks a year, you get everything you need for your professional online presence. And so that's, you know, and we keep, I don't think Benzio's raised prices in something like 13 or 14 years. I was about to say, I think I'm still paying the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and if anyone who was paying the lower prices from the first couple of years are still paying that because they're grandfathered in. But I think the only change the company's ever made was adding the light plan, um, the 995 a month plan, um, Mm -hmm. because it used to just be the two standard pro plans. So we've just been for the last, let's say 13 years, just been adding, more features, more functionality, better templates, and you know, things, adding even more value to make, to, you know, uh, to give musicians, yeah. you know, as many resources and tools as possible, and as much value as possible. Because, like, the, you know, it's tough as a musician. We can get it, you know, something you guys obviously talk about a lot, but to make money and earn a living from music. So, you know, for two hundred bucks a year, you don't have to worry about your web presence or email, you know, email right. marketing stuff. It's all. It's all taken care of. And then if you need help, we've got our support team online seven days a week. And they're all, we, so for our 15th anniversary last year, we, our lead designer put together this infographic about the history of the company. And we realized that uh, I think it was 83% of our staff are musicians. Like it's, (laughs) we're all, we're all a bunch of musicians at the company. And, And it's funny, every summer we usually have, and we work remotely, which I should point out. Like there's no office for bands anywhere, so we all work from home, oh, that's all so over funny. the North America and Europe. And every summer, you know, our support team members, several of them are touring because they release a new album and they're out on tour, but they can still work <laughs> hours because yeah. it's all remote work. So it's kind of it's conducive to musician lifestyle as well, like working for the company. So it's kind of a it's a fun environment for sure. Wow. I need to get it. See, Will, that needs to be yeah. my eighth job. I need to you know job. what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's really good. And, and you, you, you kind of ran through, you know, kind of quickly some of the features. If you could just, um, I, I, and the subscription feature is, yes, I just ticked that on. So those of, those of you who are listening in the audience and are, are Kenya fans, Kenya music fans, the whole um, Kenya Cruise, the name of my my kind of fan club, subscription fan club, um, and it's this is this is the host. This is what's you know allowed this to happen. When do you guys you know trying to keep up with music today? Clearly, is a lot happening and it, it moves fast. How do you guys kind of, how have you been able to kind of keep up with that? Is that, I mean, do you guys kind of have this planning thing where you sit down and, you know, are trying to kind of project or is it just kind of like, oh, you know, how, did, how does that come about? I guess I'm just, I'm just curious how you're keeping up with the fast pace of the changes. Uh, that's a great question. So I'd say that the majority of it is driven very much by uh, Ben Zugel members, the musicians themselves mm-hmm. that are using Ben Zugel. So anytime a request 
is posted either in our community forums or by email or to our support team, whether it's live chat or email, any, any functionality or features that musicians are looking for, we log every single one of them. And then um, our CEO, Stacy, together with the development team looks at, you know, looks for patterns, essentially, like what, what are musicians mm-hmm. asking for? What, what, what are they using? Like, what's, why do they need what they're asking for? What's the user story there? And then try to uh, put that into context so that we can create the right feature to, to fit that need. And that's a constant, constant process. Um, most mm-hmm. of it is mapped out, you know, quarterly. There's roadmaps quarterly. But earlier this year, we reacted pretty quickly to the bankruptcy of Pledge Music um, yeah. and putting together like a crowdfunding uh, tool set and template so that musicians mm-hmm. could crowdfund their projects through through Bandzoogle because we had been partners with Pledge Music for many years and didn't get into the crowdfunding space kind of out of respect for that partnership. But yeah. obviously with mm-hmm. everything that went down, we we're like, you know what, there's no music specific crowdfunding service anymore. So let's step up. So that was a very kind of like responding to current, the current climate in the music industry. But most of the time it's, it's plotted out very, you know, um, over the course of many months of planning and, and things like that. And again, based on, based on the feedback from, from musicians themselves, uh, which is really, I think, how the company has been able to thrive all these years is just responding and listening to uh, the users who are musicians yeah. out there, you know, yeah. Playing, yeah. playing and writing music. Yeah, and, I, and I've noticed that um, after I read a lot of information about the website, because um, I've been with CD Baby since, goodness, uh, probably 98, 2000, somewhere around there. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and the, the reason why I love C- CD baby, I love, still love CD baby is that they're very user focused, musician focused. Um, they have, uh, you know, the, it was started by same thing by a musician who was trying to, you know, create opportunities for other musicians. So, um, it, and, and they would always just like send out like newsletters that were very helpful and useful, um, over the years. And, so when I saw uh, on the the press um, page that you all basically have taken over uh, the, the host baby account from CD Baby, it was you know completely made sense. It's like the the two companies are sort of uh, merging together in on that that front. And I just wanted to see if you had any else anything else to talk about with the host baby coming in because people some of our, our listeners might be on host baby. Indeed, yes, that's. Uh, um... It's, it's really great news, I think, for both companies and for musicians all around. Like, it's it's funny. It's actually, after we do this interview, I have a meeting with Host Baby. That's, okay. that's, <laughs> the next, that's next on my list. We, wow. We're talking to them almost daily. And awesome. wow. um, so, like I mentioned earlier, I'd made a documentary film that had Derek Sivers, the founder of CD Baby. And it, CD Baby has a very similar origin story to Bam Zugel, where it kind of happened by accident, where Derek was trying to, you know, put his own CDs up for sale online. Mm-hmm. And then his friends would ask him to do it for their CDs. And then he realized, well, <laughs> you know, maybe there's a business here. And it's the same thing with Chris with, with websites. Like, oh, maybe this will be useful for other musicians. So, um, and I was a huge fan of CD Baby right from the start as well. And in all these discussions with them, I'm like, you should check your, um, your customer data. I'm sure my name is in there from like 1999, 2000, <laughs> like buying CDs yeah. of like indie yeah artists um because they're such a huge fan and when my documentary film came out film baby which no longer exists but it was the sister company 
of CD Baby that distributed films. They distributed my movie. So I have this long personal history with CD Baby. I joined Banzoogle and Banzoogle is competitive with Host Baby. Uh, So the two companies can't work together. And so Uh. for the last nine years, I'm like, ah, you know, like it'd be so nice. I've known the CD Baby guy, you know, that whole team for years and love what they do for musicians. Like you pointed out, like their newsletters, like their blog, their podcast, it's all very focused on education, which Banzoogle is as well. Like we, Mm -hmm. that's why I was hired at the company was to, uh, to take that on and educate musicians. So yeah, exactly. And so I've always admired, you know, everyone over there at CD Baby and seeing them at conferences and would always joke, like, oh, it'd be so nice to finally work together. And anyways, long story short, those discussions started in May and, and I was so grateful to be in a position to um, help bring the two companies together yeah. and yeah. have a conversation and go like, you know, CD Baby does so many things extremely well mm-hmm. and from distribution and publishing, admin and marketing tools and and host baby just as we know at Banzoogle, like with the Squarespaces and the Wixes and the WordPresses of the world, like if you're not solely focused on improving yep. the website platform, it's easy to fall behind. And yep. I think because it wasn't there, we have the luxury of focus at Banzoogle. Yeah. It's all we do. And so mm-hmm. we've been able to keep up with technology and updates and design trends and all that. And I think host baby fell a little bit behind and it's so hard. Um, to keep up when there's that much pressure. And so I think finally it came to the point where like, look, we want to find these users a good home. We like, let's finally work together and combine forces. Like we'll do what we do best. You guys do what you do best. And we'll help musicians like through all of these different facets. And uh, it's really exciting. Like it's, you know, we're going to be migrating those users over and, starting probably in November through end of January. And we've got lots planned with CD Baby on, you know, in terms of offering deals for Banzoogle members and education. And it's, uh, Mm. it's a soup. It's, I've been here for nine years and this is like one of the most, it's the most exciting time at the company. Like it's, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. It sounds sounds like you both, both both groups are uh, ready ready to pop the bubbly right now. (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah i'll feel i'll feel great when we you know when all of the host baby users are migrated and happy and we welcome them into the banzoogle platform but um you know it's it's a there's a lot of work involved uh, by people that are much smarter than me on the on the technical (laughs) side (laughs) but it's it's fun but no it's 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 so fun to see the two companies finally working together something i've been personally hoping for for many many years so Mm. Interesting. Very, very interesting and exciting and congratulations. And no, that's, and it's really exciting, you know, for independent artists to understand, you know, that there's these built-in systems. And I think as artists, and I'm, I'm just seeing this even more with our group, Will, I think artists think they always have to start from scratch, like from you know, basic, basic, you know, and it's like, there's so many resources out here right now. Um, almost overwhelmingly. So, um, especially if you're trying to keep your finger, you know, on things, but I think what's really cool, what you're just describing is, you know, you're, you basically are becoming the, the company, you know, for, you know, an artist, you know, so instead of you're like the, I don't want to say the label in the sense of, you know, there's a lot more that kind of goes into having a label, but at least administratively and, you know, on your, your online, you know, presence and, and information, which is 
a massive part, obviously, of being a musician today, you know, is already kind of constructed there. So I think artists really, we have to, you know, obviously we are, we are promoting Bandzoogle. We hope you guys will go to bandzoogle.com and, and make sure you're checking out all of these resources that literally are at your fingertips for these little small prices per month. Like you said, $200 a year, you know, break that up and, and you've got that. So I, I think my next question for you, because of, you know, obviously your primary audience, you know, is independent artists and so forth. What are... Other than coming and making sure they use Banzoogle, what are some tips and strategies just personally that you think, you know, is important for independent artists and musicians navigating today's music industry and where we're at? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's, it's you know, it changes a lot. Like there's, there's obviously all the different, like you mentioned off the top about social media and like social media is super important. There's all different strategies and the different platforms. And what I generally tell musicians, I was giving a workshop up here in Montreal last week uh, for a local organization, a room full of musicians about selling music online and where to focus their efforts. And, and it comes down to a couple of principles that, that have remained constant in the last bunch of years, which is focusing on access and ownership of data is becoming vital for any independent artist. So that means the data you're getting through your website, the data you're getting from your email list in terms of geolocation, uh, where your fans are, who's listening to your music and where, you know, streaming data, social data, and putting that together and getting a more accurate picture of who your fans are, where your fans are, what do they enjoy, what content do they enjoy, and then planning your marketing and sales and even touring and, and gigging strategies based on data instead of guessing. Yep. Um, yeah. That's a huge component that it's, it's, it's work. Like <laughs> it, it, it takes a bunch of work to gather all this data and then to analyze it, but you'll start seeing patterns like in Banzoogle, like we have built in reports and you can see on a heat map, like where your music players are coming from. So if you start noticing in your website reports, you know, you're, you have a bunch of fans, let's say, up here in Montreal. Then you look at your Spotify streaming data and you go, oh, also a lot of streams coming from Montreal. And then you look at your email list and you have a few hundred emails from music fans in Montreal. Well, that tells you something. And then you can go to a venue in Montreal and say, here's all the data. You should book me to play a show as an example. Because mm -hmm. um, right. that data is very, very powerful when you're, when you're starting to plot out live shows. If you're, if you're just doing digital marketing online, then, then you could start showing ads to the mm -hmm. geographic locations where you know that there's people interested in your music. Mm -hmm. um, so, so data, the bottom main point being is just paying attention to and be and, and, and gathering as much data as, as possible to make informed decisions on, mm -hmm. on your, on your marketing efforts. And the other thing is, and, and, you know, some musicians, if they're just starting out, there's probably not a lot of data, to analyze. Um, so <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. That. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. about the people that are like, I don't have data. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you're just starting out, like what I tell musicians is look, just really as there's so many things you could do. There's so many things you can do, but the most important things you should be doing is a focusing on your craft, getting better at writing music, performing music like that above anything else 
is going to help you with marketing because if someone loves your music and someone loves your live show, they're going to talk about it, which is the best kind yep. of marketing there is. Yeah. Um, so making sure when you're starting out, just focus on that and also treat engaging your fans online. This is where social media comes in, where it's more about engagement rather than selling, like treat engaging your fans online. Like it's part of the job description every day. Even if you have 50 followers on Twitter or hundred page fans or whatever on Facebook, make sure you're interacting, engaging with them, getting to know them, getting to know who your audience is and making that personal connection with them because they're going to turn into your super fans down the road. And you know, Hopefully you'll reach a point where you're never going to be able to interact with all your fans and engage, but even just doing a little bit every day is so important. And I met a band down in Florida giving a talk at Full Sail University down there. And there's four members in the band and they each like they each had scheduled days where they were on one of the different social media platforms just chatting with their fans. Right. So every day, all these platforms, all their fans were getting direct contact with the band members and like it was amazing to like i started following them i was like this is amazing to watch because they really do it's like this is part of our job our fans you know like they they want this kind of interaction they want to feel connected to us as the artists so let's give that to them so you know that's the other thing right from the start it's something that every artist of most levels should be should be doing yeah yes yes some powerful tips i mean that uh, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about that. Ken, Kenya's the the queen <laughs> of, of doing that. I mean, she's but really I, engaged you know, with her her, yeah. artists, her fans, and, and it's just like wow. Uh, I'm I'm learning from her, so um, you know it's. <laughs> but it's, it's tough. I mean, I I will say this. I you are you're so spot on, Dave, and everything you said is huge, massive. But I do think as art as part of our self care when you've been doing it a while. Um, and you know, things grow and no, I'm not Beyonce where I can literally, you know, she shows her fingernail and everybody's talking. Like she never has to say, she doesn't even put, I don't even think she captions her post on Instagram anymore. Like literally she doesn't have to, (laughs) she just puts a picture of her boot, you know, and everybody just like, is all about it. But, um, I would say that that self care piece, I know for me personally, like, yeah, I, I don't mind engaging. It's easier for me to engage on Instagram. Um, Facebook really um, is a little bit more challenging for me because it's so engaging. It requires, you know, a lot to kind of keep things going. But um, but but what you're saying is critical. And that's I, that is how I started. I mean, I didn't have data. I didn't have. So it's like, well, I just got to start talking to people, I guess, you know, and <laughs> sharing like I have this little song. Will you like it? I think I'm going to sing down the street. You should come. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and I just started kind of that way. And I think it's really important for artists. A lot of times newer artists think that they've got to, you know, run to get the big venue or run to have the big show or run to have you know, I need, um, you know, thousands of followers like today. And, you know, the thing that I'm constantly telling them, the followers will come as you engage. If you don't engage, they may come, but they'll leave fast too. So, you know, um, those are, I agree. Those are awesome tips, but it's, yes. and I do try to do it, but I, it, it does wear me. Woo-hoo. It gets me a little tired, a little fatigued. <laughs> No doubt. I, you know, when I, I gave that workshop last week, I gave an hour and a half workshop and I could tell like half the room was kind of shell shocked. 
and yeah. one person raised their hand they're like this sounds like a lot of work I was like it is it's like and it I is. don't pre- I don't pretend it's not and it's not for everyone but if you're looking to monetize and make it your living yeah. right then that's a different if I like there is no there should be no issue if you're just playing music for fun weekend warrior whatever amazing <laughs> like music is a powerful yeah. amazing thing but if you want it to be your your job where you're getting a living wage from it it's a lot of work because you're basically a small business you're your own small business there's a lot of things that go into that so it it is it can be definitely overwhelming especially if you're still working a job or a part-time job or what have you so yeah it's and for self-care it's so important because it's so easy to burn out with all this stuff but i will say this what i what i i'm sorry i was just gonna say i will say one thing though and you said this you know I treat social media and engagement as it's a job. It's I, I I don't for me social media is no longer like, oh, here's you know, my dog. Like I can't it's it's that's not what it's for for me anymore. You know what I mean? It's not personal. It's personal in the sense that it's me, but I understand that, you know, this is a part of my job. This is a part of, you know, my duties and this is a part of and some of it is really fun. Sometimes it's really fun engagement that I get to do. But sometimes, you know, it's it's not that it's not fun, but it's just not what I want to do. But I understand it's important. You know, if I've got a show coming up, I need to let people know. And I want people to get curious about it. And I want people to want to be there. So that means that I'm going to have to do various things. It just comes with the territory. And I think that it's important what you just said. Artists need to understand that this is your business and make it less about so personified or so personal and, and make it more about this is how you're growing you know, your business. So. Yeah, and, and I was gonna also um see if there was any feature on the on in Banzoogle where you can uh give someone access to certain parts of the site um where they can edit. So if you were about to either bring in an intern or hire somebody to actually help you with, with certain aspects, um is that feature available? <laughs> Oh, like different, it isn't, but it's on our roadmap apps to have like okay. different permissions. Gotcha. So going back to my, my jokey example, like if you just want to give your drummer limited access to <laughs> your account, so he can't, they can't screw something up. We're, that's what something we're working on. Um, right now you can manage multiple accounts through one login, which is something we created for record labels if they're managing right. many different sites. But in terms of, you have to use the same login if you're in the same band right now. Okay. And again, that's, that's something that we want to uh, uh, develop in the near future where you can have multiple logins for the same account and maybe even different permissions on what, <laughs> what right. someone in the band right. uh, or an intern could do to your website. Uh, you know. Yeah. But okay. no, it's, it's currently not, not in there right now, unfortunately. Okay. But yeah, it's coming down. It's on your roadmap. That's great. So yeah. Yeah. We'll looking for that. I can't awesome. believe I'm looking at our clock. We're like really down to our time. This is yeah, like moved so are. fast to me. <laughs> oh my God. Well, before we leave, because we are going to have to wrap up, Dave, I would love if, if people are interested, they should just go to bandzoogle.com, right? If they want to learn more, become a subscriber, get their thing going. Exactly. Right? Just bandzoogle.com. It's, it's free to try. So you get 30 days free to try Bandzoogle. You can talk to the support team, build your website, ask questions. And if you like what you've built and you like the platform, then you can upgrade and register a custom domain uh, for no extra charge and then, you know, launch your website. So it's totally free to try. And, you know, it's uh, all the information there on the website and, and also 
would encourage people to check out the blog there's a ton of helpful yeah. content um, that we publish weekly with, with advice for musicians to navigate uh, the new music industry so yeah I would that would be the best way to, to get more info awesome awesome Thank you, Dave. All right. Well, thank you, Dave. This has been outstanding. Yeah, so, so good. helpful. Thank yeah. You thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All, All right, right, William. Well, <laughs> next week, we'll be back again. We'll be back again with more good info and talk yeah. conversation. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. You guys take care. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com to get on the waiting list and request membership. On the first of the month, those on the waiting list will be emailed a link to officially subscribe. Membership closes on the fifth of each month. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.